0: 15 Minutes! Alright, welcome, welcome to episode 5 of the 15 Minutes Podcast. As always, I am Steve Wilson.
1: I'm Steph Doyle. And I'm Nikita Prokrov, and we're Sync Creative.
0: Alright, All right. so uh, what's going on guys?
2: Well, you know, it's been one of them weeks, you know, the computer took a dump. Fortunately, I didn't lose any data, and then my truck messed up. I had to change the starter motor in it, and I decided to buy another car, so it's been kind of a dramatic couple of weeks for me. How about what, you guys?
1: What would you end up getting? That's uh, an important question we're overlooking here.
2: Well, you know, we had a CX-9. It's a 2011 Mazda CX-9, the Grand Touring, and we really liked it, so we bought another one. Same oh. year, same model, just a different color. So we have his and hers, Mazda CX9, Grand Tourings.
0: Oh, that's kinda of sweet. Yep. I can see here I know we're an audio podcast, but I can see in the background Steph has got his moose painting going on that he's been working on. He's been doing some live uh some Facebook live videos where he has been doing some painting live. It's pretty neat. So Anybody's interested in watching that? I'm sure he'll do another one soon. You can check that out. It's yeah, nice you see know, a fellow
1: designer getting uh, getting their hands dirty, and actually doing something away from the computer. That's always nice to see.
2: Yeah, I really like the old traditional methods. But you know, this Facebook Live stuff has kind of a uh, a disconnect with the sound and the video, and it's just really kind of bizarre to watch it. And I'm not really sure if I like that or not because I'm trying to offer some form of instruction and. There's just too much of a delay, so I might have to just do it through Google or something like that.
0: Yeah, I'm going to overlay Bob Ross talking. Yeah, <laughs>
2: there
1: you go. <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty funny. That would be amazing. I think that would go viral very quickly.
2: Well, you know, I'm going to the stylist this weekend. Maybe I'll get an afro. Who knows? <laughs> there you go. Some happy little trees. Okay. Yeah, but you got
1: to throw some happy trees and happy clouds in that painting. Right. And then you'll be all set.
2: Yeah, well, that I think the main subject is just a happy bull moose so
0: all right guys we are going to try our best to stay close to 15 minutes today we'll see if we can even do that but today we've got a a little different take on the podcast we're going to do a little bit of a sports theme and how sports and design kind of collide Um, and so we're going to we're going to kind of keep it in the sports niche today and on that note we have a pretty interesting Steph's list to get to so what do you say we get started?
1: Steph's list.
0: Okay, Steph's list today comes from Sports Illustrated, and although it was uh, published
2: almost a year ago, actually a little over a year ago, it's pretty pretty good because it's the weirdest minor league baseball team names ranked, and I think it's ranked from 17th up to number one. And so number 17 is the Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs.
0: The Iron Pigs. And yeah, the
2: <laughs> Iron Pigs. Yeah, and they said it's an extremely weird name, but since it's relatively well known Triple A team. Repetition has taken away some of the goofiness, and it it literally is a pig's head, and he has rivets and stuff in his head, so he looks like he's made out of iron. They have an
0: alternative <laughs> hat that they wear throughout the season, that all the hat is is a piece of bacon on it.
2: Oh, that's, that, that's awesome. Hilarious. <laughs> that's hilarious. Goofy. Number sixteen is the Wichita Wingnuts. And this is another one. It says the <laughs> but the Wing mut- uh, Wingnuts. <laughs> can't even you say it. Say it. <laughs> yeah, the Wingnuts are managed by Pete Rose Jr. And uh what what is even more interesting is that the you know than the team name is the fact that Pete Rose Jr. is actually Managing them, but their logo is actually a baseball with a big wing nut on the top of its head. So, oh it's boy, a weird kind logo. of an
0: angel kind of thing going, maybe.
2: Uh, number 15, the Orem Owls, and owls is spelt with a, a Z at the end, which oh. I guess they're going for the Z
1: drama. The whole, oh, well, we thing all know that adding a Z, a Z to the end of the word always makes something, similar. yeah, like graphics, right, yeah, no,
0: adding the X to the end of graphics. Right. I, mean, yeah. the graphics. I hope yeah. graphics was spelled with the KS. <laughs> right. You
2: can do all kinds of things, can't you?
1: The Number 14,
2: spelling. El Paso
1: Chihuahuas. I love the Chihuahuas. I've actually seen yeah. them play. Awesome name. I want to see the logo for that one.
2: It says, Chihuahuas are not really known for striking fear into the hearts of opponents, although these jerseys might. And it, it is a wicked-looking little Chihuahua in their yeah. logo. Uh, 13, not so wicked is the Modesto Nuts. Modesto
1: Nuts. I don't and think I want to know what that logo is.
2: It's it's actually, it looks like a pecan and a walnut with faces on them. And it said, all nuts are delicious and should be celebrated, but they're not traditional mascot material. Interesting. And I agree with that 100%. <laughs> uh, number
1: 12,
2: the Fort Wayne Tin Caps. And uh, they also have a D-League, which is called the Mad Ants. So, but the Tin Caps caps it's an apple with it looks like a kettle on top of its head so that's kind of a weird logo probably
1: a tin can but you know or a tin cap
2: but, you know but there's a handle on it so it actually looks like a kettle <laughs> or a pot all right number 11 the Traverse City Beach Bums the and beach it's bum. actually a bear with a jersey on with sunglasses on doesn't look like a beach bum at all and Traverse mm-hmm. City is a beautiful town located on the bay just off Lake Michigan I, lake michigan to me just doesn't say beach bombs you know? yeah yeah beach bombs you know uh number 10 savannah bananas the savannah bananas, with the bananas. <laughs> that's
0: great it's
2: because oh, it, rhymes. it says bananas don't grow in savannah but it rhymes with savannah that's so wonderful Savannah bananas uh number nine the normal cor- corn belters i guess the corn belters out. the corn belters yeah and the town's name is Normal. It's a uh, central Illinois town, mm-hmm. heart of the corn belt. And it says maybe that's why the mascot looks so relaxed.
1: Number okay. eight. The
2: next one? Number eight. The Topeka Train Robbers. And it it actually looks like Darth Vader in a cowboy hat with a bandana over his face. It's kind of <laughs> weird.
0: Wasn't that for baseballs? <laughs> yeah.
2: Terrible logo. Terrible logo. <laughs> Uh, number seven, the Akron Rubber Ducks.
0: The Rubber Ducks, yeah.
2: The Rubber Ducks. It uh-huh. said, "Pity the poor graphic designer tasked with making a rubber duck look tough." Uh, number six is the Toledo Mud Hens, and mm-hmm. actually, my father-in-law lives very close to them, and he goes to Mud Hen games all the time. Yeah, so.
0: Dustin Dustin Wood lived in Toledo for a while. One of our colleagues. Right. So.
1: Oh, sorry, <laughs> I'm thinking Dustin Diamond, not Dustin Wood. I'm thinking of Screech Dustin Powers. Wood, yeah.
2: Yeah, and uh, the logo is actually pretty well done. It just looks like a a chicken with a baseball bat getting ready to wind up and knock one out of the park. There you go. Number five, the Richmond Flying Squirrels. Now, this logo, it actually looks like a hopped-up Mighty Mouse. He's actually got the R on his chest, and he's flying with his arms out, and just kind of a weird thing. But now we're even getting into some weirder stuff. The Albuquerque, not Albuquerque albuquerque isotopes the isotopes yeah the isotopes
1: yeah
2: <laughs> i guess there's a lot of nuclear stuff going on around mm-hmm. there huh
0: they're actually and i don't think they're part of this list but there's another team in vegas called the las vegas 51s which is kind of on that alien theme as well
2: oh yeah area 51 mm-hmm. yeah makes sense uh number three the montgomery biscuits oh, the biscuits and it says it's the most most deliciously uh, named team on the list, and they also own the best hat in baseball. And it's a yellow hat with a big biscuit logo on the front. It's, it's awesome.
0: Cool. The tongue of the bi- the the mascot is a biscuit, and the tongue of the mascot is a giant it's pad of butter.
1: Right, a giant <laughs> pad of butter.
0: <laughs> you can't you can't oh, yeah, be yeah, more yeah. southern than a biscuit.
1: Uh, you forgot to add some gravy on the side, it'll be perfect.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't want to know where the gravy comes from. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, number two is the Hartford Yard Goats, and
2: it's a goat with a stick in his mouth. There you go. And that could be taken in a number of ways.
0: <laughs> goats. And do then anything.
2: number one is the Batava or Batavia. Batavia, yeah. Batavia, Batavia muck The muck dogs. The muck dogs. That it looks just like mm-hmm. a junkyard dog breaking through the fence. Oh yeah. So and, you
0: know, it, this is a really. Uh, a, a neat list from my perspective, because you will find out in a little bit. This is I, I deal in a lot of this, but minor league is really interesting because they just have such an open concept with naming and design, and they have all these alternate jerseys where they'll have Star Wars night and Back to the Future night, and their jerseys will look like Chewbacca, and they just they go to so many links to get fan engagement and to bring excitement. And that's really what it's all about. And it's really just, um, it's neat. There's actually a design company out there, and I'll give them a plug here. Their name is Brandios, and they're out of California. And all they really do all year long is they do design and branding for minor league ball clubs. And that's they make cool. a heck of a living out of it. I mean, they do most of, I'm not going to say most of these, but a lot of those, um, Teams that you just talked about—they are—they did the design of those. They just recently did one that wasn't on this list called the New Orleans Baby Cakes. Oh no! And it's just a baby. (laughs) I like to see that logo. It looks like a little New Year's baby, and he's got his beads on. You know, he's been at Mardi Gras. It's creepy. I mean, it's creepy. It's awesome, but it's creepy. The New Orleans Baby Cakes. So it's pretty uh, funny, actually.
1: (laughs) That's pretty damn funny.
0: So you know, really. As a designer, it's a, like you said, with the rubber ducks, it's a challenge, but it's really an opportunity to just blow it out of the water, just completely think outside of the box and have no restraint. It's right. it's really interesting.
2: Well, you remember a couple of years ago, we were doing uh, some mascot design for Mascot Madhouse mm-hmm. and we did the Bush Hummers, which was a hummingbird. And we did the... Uh, the beaver, the beaver Dusters. The Beaver Dusters, which was uh, a beaver with an aviator yeah. helmet in the tornado. And, we
0: are a PG-13 podcast tonight, aren't right, we? Right. That's right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay. So if you want to see this list, it's on Sports Illustrated's website. It's written by Brendan Maldi. And it looks like the date of the article was February 26, 2016. So yeah. we're talking about just a little over a year ago.
0: That's good stuff. I mean, it's really, this This would be, I think, for any designer, not just a, a sports designer. If you want to kind of uh, go for some inspiration and look for some things that are really out of the box and check out Brandios or check out a lot of these minor league baseball logos and, and you might find something that you, that you find interesting. Seven and a half minute interview. Okay, since we're talking about
2: sports today, and uh, Steve is really passionate about sports, we decided we're going to interview Steve Wilson today, our very own Steve Wilson. He's uh, one of our partners and founding uh, partners, actually, of Sync Creative. He also has a spinoff called Score Creative, which is fo- primarily focused around the sports marketing and, and sports identity uh, type of uh, design work. So, Steve, how did you get your
0: start? Hey,
2: guys. Thanks for
0: having me. Oh, wow. I like the DJ voice. (laughs) So, so really, Steve, how did you get your start? Uh, Well, you know, I started in sports design back probably about 10 years ago when I was working at Austin P State University. I was working in the PR department, just doing general university work. And some of the guys in the athletic department came to me and said, hey, we really need a lot of help. We're understaffed. Would you mind helping us with kind of some of our big ticket sports items, um, our poster, schedule poster design, schedule cards, things like that. And so it kind of became a, um, uh, a job that, that was do um, other duties as assigned, as they would say, okay. uh, that I started doing a lot of that sports design for Austin P, for college uh, Division one, college athletics. Uh, and I did that um, while I was working there for several years. Uh, and when I left the P, as they call it, let's go P. <laughs> <laughs> the best slogan in college. Let's go pee. That's what it right. is, the
1: yeah, best
2: is. there ain't nothing word. like
0: the P governors. That's right. The P <laughs> governors. Let's go pee. Austin P was a right. governor of the state of Tennessee. But right. Yeah, it's been used in very nefarious ways. So, oh, I'm
1: sure it has. <laughs> but but so, after <laughs> I uh,
0: after I left Austin P and, and started doing some uh, some regular design work out of my own with Sync, um, they approached me pretty soon thereafter asking to uh, if I would be willing to do some of that work on a contract basis. And I said, heck yeah, absolutely, because I really enjoyed the sports work and just kind of the uh, just the feeling of sports work and the emotion of sports work. And I've been doing uh, I've been doing that thing for Austin P. for several years and have been doing uh, sports work for um, other clients since then as well. and. Um I, when I went through the process of starting score, um, I kind of um, got some mentorship from some other sports related businesses and they told me, hey, uh, the sports is one of those close knit businesses, especially college sports, and you need to have a business that is focused specifically on sports to really uh to really... Be professional in the business in the the sports niche business. and so uh, kind of we kind of broke score off of sync a little bit, and uh, score is doing basically just one hundred percent sports design and marketing now.
2: right. And that's good that you know we narrowed down that niche to to just address that market.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So let me ask you this, you know what are you doing, you know outside of the the niche you know are you doing any you know other work that you're you're passionate about outside of the sports niche
0: well you know I've been I've been really known as a web designer for quite a bit now Um, I actually started as uh, doing the website for uh, local Fox TV station in Nashville back around 2000 when a lot of places were just starting to get websites and so I started that on the pretty much the, the ground floor uh, of learning and doing web design, something I didn't really learn in college. Uh, and so I really, that was my niche for a long time, was doing web design. And I'm still known for a lot of that now. Uh, I think that's one of the reasons I enjoy doing the sports work, the poster work, the printed work, things right. like that is just to kind of break it up. Since I mainly do a lot of web work, development work, Things like that, UX/UI kind of stuff as well, uh, but break that up with some just pure raw emotional print work, uh, and that's why I think score and sync, my side of it really work well together.
2: And you know, you recently just uh, kind of broke away from that all that coding and stuff, uh, and went into publication design. Tell us a little bit more about
0: that. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. One of uh, one of the clients I'm in, enjoying working for so far. Is a, a a youth baseball magazine. Uh, it's about a uh, sixty to seventy page magazine uh, where they do features on uh, travel ball, travel baseball for um, under eighteen year old kids, uh, and it's it's something that I enjoy not just because I work in sports, but my son is ten, enjoys playing little league baseball as well, interested in in doing that as he grows older, so. Uh, doing some, uh, some magazine work with layouts um, and things like that for this uh, youth baseball publication. So that's something as well that just allows me to just completely break away from doing web design and coding and really get back into kind of the roots and structure of design you know, right. that I learned back in college many, many years ago. Did you have any problems with,
2: like, the paradigm shift? I mean, going from coding, you know, when we do the deliverables, you know, uh, it's just a matter of review, and then we upload to the website, and it it's pretty much how it looks on the screen when you're designing it. But when you're doing publication design, you have to do the print runs and have to do <coughs> the inspections and and everything else.
0: Uh, are you involved in any of that process? Yeah, you know, n- not really, and it's that even even that side of it has changed a whole lot from back in the day when you had to go check blue lines and things like that and right. registration yeah. and things like that. Uh, when you get almost immediate online proofs, where they have shown you fold marks and 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 your trucks and everything like right. that, it's uh, <laughs> it's it's just it's really changed the game even for the print side of it because that's so online as well and you've got people. That can print entire brochures and entire books, you know, through an online printer. Get an immediate online proof, and so, you know, even the print side of it is really not as hands-on as it used to be. But it's it's still just a complete departure from from any kind of uh, web development and coding. So, right. right,
2: Well, it sounds pretty exciting, and uh, i I can just tell by the tone that you're pretty excited to be doing that kind of work. And I'll tell you. You know, I have a background in print design. I know Nikita has a background in print design. I think that's all we all got started. Uh, in fact, Nikita worked for, uh, what was that, Scuba Magazine. Scuba diving Magazine
1: a little while right. ago. Yeah, are, you, right. are, you for, so, are you
2: for Scuba? Yeah, and then I worked <laughs> for Airman Magazine for the Air Force for, you know, many yeah. years as well. So. And, you know, like I said, you
0: know, it's, it's not just going from web to print that is just great to be able to just shut one thing off and start with a different and and vice versa to just it's I think it's the the sports design in general is really heavy with emotion right because especially college that that I focus a lot on is college uh, teams it's it's all about connecting with the fans it's all about and that emotional connection they have, because I mean, sports is all about emotion. That's you, right. you. You're passionate about your fans, Nikita. You know, you're passionate about jumping out of planes and playing tennis and stuff. Roger right. Federer, you know, big big tennis guy. So, I uh, mean, sports oh, fans. Yeah. Sports fans are passionate about their sport. They're passionate about their favorite teams, and that's what that design is about. It's not just. Trends it's not just making something look pretty, it's about connecting with the the emotion of the fans and it, you know you can go even deeper with that it's it's even more small you know it broken down even more based on who specifically you're trying to market so if it's a small school that doesn't have a lot of tradition and wins and stuff like that, and they suck you right. know. Right. um you can kind of really think out of the box and do some crazy things but say you're a, a school like in you know an Alabama or a Duke uh in football basketball that that have traditions of winning and traditions right. of excellence for many many years and lots of history right. they have a whole different way that they have to market to their fans they really have to push right. that tradition uh, and that history of their team and the emotion there is just completely different in how you have to convey that history and that tradition in your design. So <coughs> it's really just the, just the, just the having to design and think about the emotional connection with the fans. Just really <coughs> is the complete 180 from most cold structured web design that that I that I do a lot on a daily basis too. So it's just right. really just a, just a, a way to do something different.
2: Well, it sounds awesome, and it sounds like you're really yeah. enjoying it. Absolutely. So from there, we're going to kind of uh, hit you from another side, and we're, I'm going to let Nikita do some rapid fire. Rapid
1: fire. All right, Steve, are you ready for this? Let's do it. All right, first question. Start off with a serious one. What is your favorite athletic-themed project you've worked on so far this year? I know it's only been two months, but what My comes to mind? My
0: favorite athletic-themed project. Yes. Oh, can I go a- can I go a little bit farther back? I did sure. something at the end of the year. I'll, I'll, I'll do this. My favorite project was for my son's all-star team. We I uh, just wanted to do something fun. Um, and a lot of times in Little League, you get just the same picture of the kids. I'm sure if y'all played any sports as a kid, you right. got the same oh, yeah. little team photo that just looks yeah. stuffy. And <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. everybody up on one knee and hold the bats and that kind of stuff. Yeah. What I wanted to do for his all-star team is, and, and I went, know did from ground up with this is we did we posed them all individually and in fairly menacing poses tried to make them look professional like a professional team (laughs) right and then i composited that in there with you know your menacing clouds and your dark emotional all that and and you know did a nice type treatment with it (laughs) printed that out and we presented that to all of the kids uh before their first game and they really enjoyed it because it, it made them feel like they were professional players like they had accomplished something and you know trophies and all that plaques and stuff. Yeah, you get all those. That sounds very cool, man. In the year of in the age of participation, trophies. You know he's got a wall full of trophies in his room, but this was something special that had him on it, and it just really it made all the kids uh, feel good about themselves. And so I mean that was cool. a fun project. I That's didn't get very paid. Cool. That oh, sounds my, awesome. I didn't get paid anything to do it, but it was it was just a passion project.
1: Yeah, so it's not always about the money. That's all right. right, question number two: uh, Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant?
0: Oh, goodness, man. Nobody's going to beat Jordan. MJ was the man. I actually saw MJ play in Chicago years ago back when he came back the second time. Um, yeah, you can't beat MJ. I mean, that's that's right in my will. Huh?
1: All right. I, I approve of your answer. And finally, the last question. If you had to pick one modern-day athlete to go one-on-one with them in their prospective sport, who would you pick and why?
0: Oh, goodness. That's a good one. Uh, going this is. I'm not going to say Michael Jordan, I'll tell you that. Uh, and I will mention that Space Jam is one of the greatest movies ever made. Right, uh, except for Space Jam
1: Two, of course, which is going to be LeBron James. Oh, with LeBron, LeBron, LeBron James. James.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be awful. Okay, to, to go on to the one on one. Um, I don't know. It, to tell you the truth, it would have to be like a Chicago Cub player, uh, since we are so baseball centric in this house right now. My son loves baseball. I have been a suffering Chicago Cubs fan for almost forty <laughs> years. Um. I you know, was elated beyond belief in, in October and November when they won the World Series for the first time. Yeah, it was um, big. So it would have to be someone like Chris Bryan or Anthony Rizzo or somebody with Chicago Cubs. Uh, and I, I'd love to throw a fastball by one of them, but I don't think it would happen.
1: Right. Well, right. if you blindfold them, you just might. That's right. Okay. Make them turn the
0: other way, hit backwards <laughs> or something.
1: Nice, nice. Well, Steve, those are all great answers. Thanks very much for partaking.
0: Seven and a half minute interview. All right, guys, we are back. I will have to say that may have been one of the smartest and most creative interview guests we have had on this podcast. Oh,
2: man, you are so biased. You are so (laughs) So modest. (laughs) He's so modest, too. (laughs) It was a good interview, Steve, and, you know, uh, it's been a long time coming. I'm glad we could do it
0: absolutely if any if y'all know me from anything it's that i enjoy talking and especially talking about myself so anytime
2: okay well i think i'm i second that
0: all right guys i know uh i guarantee you we're over 15 minutes again but hey it was my interview so i'll go as long as i need to all
2: right and it's always good to have goals so if we have a goal to try to get it to 15 minutes you know it just makes our lives a lot more interesting all right, let's make it Go a wrap. Ahead. It's good all talking right, to you guys. Good to you guys.
0: Listening. Yeah, absolutely. I think we had another good episode, and we will see you all next time on Episode 6. See y'all later. Right. See you
1: guys.
0: Take care. 15 Minutes. Hey, thanks for listening to the 15 Minutes Podcast. If you like what you hear, you can subscribe to us on iTunes or follow us on SoundCloud.